Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Jesper Dion. I'm Henry Laksan. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Seems like a long time since we've done a podcast. Uh, so... We apologize for that, firstly, and what a great tournament we're having. It's Indian Wells. We, we're nearly at the semifinals for both. We've got the women's already sorted out, and it's the big guns that have made it there for the women's side. And on the men's side, a couple of places still at stake. We've got Fritz and Sinner into a third set as we're talking, and we have the young maestro Carlos Alcaraz coming up later. So join us for that. You all right, JG? Yeah, very well. It's been a great Indian Wells. Shame we've not done a podcast before, sort of giving our quarterfinal predictions. We missed that, but we're here now for pretty much the semi-finals. I know we've got one more quarterfinal or two more quarterfinals to play on the men's. Um, but yeah, it is kind of like the fifth Grand Slam Indian Wells. The courts have been liked by some and not by others. Uh, Daniel Medvedev doesn't seem too pleased about the slow court, but yet he has still made it to a semi-final. We've been playing pretty well as well. Uh, I think I'm going to start with the women's, though. Do you agree? Yes, I think let's start because we've got the semi-finalists yeah. all confirmed on the women's side. And we have just been watching one of them, obviously, Igor Sviantec, reigning de uh, defending champion at Indian Wells. It looks almost unstoppable on this surface. It's almost slow as clay. We could say <laughs> so. Well, she's just been in some crazy form. I think we, if we're going to talk about the women's game, we have to always start with Eager because the stats don't lie. And I know we've got a few stats to go through in a minute because she's just been formidable. We watched her a second ago, um, just demolish her opponent again. Um, no bagels, no breadsticks. The bakery was closed, but still it was straight sets. It was comfortable. And Solana Sustaya tried her best, especially in the first set. 
but just couldn't have any answers to deal with the power of Iga. She's going to be playing someone who she doesn't like to play too well, um, who is a very, very challenging player, who has big serves, who surprised me to do so well at Indian Wells, but not really when you look at it because... I don't know if you're going to bring up the tweet, Ben. Yes, right. So we have got Iga Sviantek. Here we go. So the other one, the one with the women's. There we go. So here we go. So Iga Sabalenka, Rybakina, the three current Grand Slam champions, the top three players in the WTA race. So three out of four semi-finalists <laughs> in Indian Wells, not bad. And we always complain about the women's game, how there's like uh, an ups. Well, not everyone complains. Some people love the unpredictability of it that you're going to pull up with players who you're not really expecting there. And yeah. I think it makes it exciting. But in this situation, it's been pretty... Is it boring? I don't think it's boring, but it's pretty predictable. The fact that three of the Grand Slam champions, the current Grand Slam champions, have made it to <laughs> the semi-final. The new big three in the women's, Igor, Savalenka, Rybakina, all three big servers, all three powerful ladies. And we are in for a spectacular semi-finals. Yeah, and joined by semi-final Sarkari as well. And if there's a semi-final to be had, you know that Maria Sarkari will be there. And does she stand a chance to get through to the final? I'm, the, the name would suggest not, but we know that she's been playing all right. I think that she gave a really good account of herself against uh, Kvitova, managed to come back from a set down, proving that she isn't, bottling it in this tournament and she's fighting she's fighting hard if you don't play your best tennis you might come a cropper against Sarkari and that's the one thing that you have to realize in this tournament is Sarkari she still has a chance of winning it I still think that she does no, but... not at all mate listen semi-final Sarkari she's called it for a reason I think she's gonna <sighs> come out against Sabalenka in this round and be another semi-final for her and um, that's not even just to be nasty about Sarkar. I think it's because Sapolenka has really impressed me. You can see who she's beaten this tournament. She's beaten some good players. In the last round, Coco Goff with a bagel in the second set. She's just carried on that form. Yeah. And you'd think with the courts being as slow as they are, that maybe it wouldn't suit someone like a Sabalenka. But I think her tennis is simply that good at the moment. Um, that I feel the only person who's going to really stop her would be an ego or a backer. Or herself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the thing with Saba. The only person who's been able to stop her was Barbora Klaichikova. And that is the only person this year that has beaten her, which is incredible, really, when you think about it. Klaichikova took a, well, a set of her in this tournament as well. She ran her close in Indian Wells. Could have maybe been another defeat, but that seems to be the sort of, the only type of people, the real big hitters. And we saw what Klaichikova did to Iga. It's not an easy matchup for any of those big three that we just mentioned. Klaichikova can mix it. She can get to the finals. She can win those big matches. And that one could have been a final before the final, maybe for Saba. Who knows? Yeah, let's give our predictions on the Sakari sabalenka match. Uh, and then we'll do our whole semi-final preview for Iga Dibakina afterwards. So, on that one, I've already said my stance. I think Sabalenka's going to win. and I think it's going to be in straight sets. I think semi-final Sarkari is going to go out at the semi-final stage again. And I don't mean that in a harsh, dismissive way. I just think it's going to happen. Sabalenka playing very well, serving well, looks confident. 
She's won a Grand Slam this year. She's got that extra little bit of ability, I think, at this level. And I'm expecting her to beat Sarkari with a tight first set and a less tight second set, maybe a 6-2 second. It's a very interesting one because I don't know if we can look into too much of the head-to-head. I'm just having a look now and the head-to-head between the two. Sarkari's won their last two. Uh, I don't know if that means anything because we know Saba was struggling a bit with her form come the back end of last year. And that was, she suffered two, well, she suffered the defeat in an exhibition. I don't think we can count that one, but she def- uh, was defeated twice in world tour finals to Sakari. Be- both big matches and she lost both of them. So this is another big match. And Sakari looks in good form. I think this is going to go to three sets, this match, but I think, you're right. I think Saba may have too much for Sarkari. And I'll stick with my draw preview prediction of Sarkari going out in the semis. Okay, so let's give our prediction for the other semi-final. The one we are all excited about. Eager versus Rebakina. A repeat of the Australian Open matchup this year where Rebakina beat Eager. This is just so exciting. We are going to be covering it on Game to Love, just like the other semi-final as well. And I I just feel like this one is going to be a little bit more one-sided than the previous meeting. The reason being, this surface suits Eager so much. It yeah. plays a little bit like a role on Garros where she's so dominant. That's why Rafa does so well usually at Indian Wells. Eager, I feel like, is the female equivalent at this stage. And what is, well, let's not say equivalent because Rafa's in his own legal completely, but she's trying to emulate him in some form. And I believe that Eager is going to just do some more magic. Rebakina could do a lot more against Eager on, say, an Australian open court or, say, a grass court, but not in these conditions. And I fancy Eager to win this match. The reason being as well is they did play... Uh, an exhibition, which I'm not going to read too much into, which was the back of the one, but they played in Ostrava, um, which was uh, in 2021, in... and Eager won that in straight set. So I think we're going to see a similar scoreline. In fact, the exact same scoreline, because I think it's going to be a tie break in the first and a 6-2 second. Yeah, I mean, that was indoor hardcore, that one. Um, different surfaces, both of them. They All they do is play on hardcore, it seems, these two. We've had the quick surfaces of Australia. We've had probably quick surface there indoors as well in Ostrava. And now we're having a slower, um, more humid conditions there in Indian Wells, which it does suit Eager's game so much. And Rebecca has served maybe nullified a little bit, I feel, with the with the humidity. She served six double faults in her match against Mukova in the match just gone. It took three hours on court as well, which that's got to take something out of you. Up until then, she looked pretty much bulletproof. She just dispatched Kenin in straight sets, Badoza straight sets, Glacheva straight sets. And I think it may be just credit to Mukova. I think she just had a really good tournament and it's back to a bit of form. In my draw preview, I went with Rebakina to knock out Eager. The way that the tournament's sort of changing, I think I'm changing my mind. I feel like, I feel like, I think it will be three though as well. I feel that Rebakina will get in her head a little bit. I feel like the defeat 
to her will mean she loses the first set, Eager, and then she'll come back and she'll tight second, steamroller in the third. Okay, well, let's bring up some Eager stats to end it because she has been in great form recently. And I think it's quite fascinating to see uh, this one against players outside the top 50. She's 44-0 and since Madrid. 2021 and 55-1 and since Roland Garros. And this was more off the back of her beating Solano Sestea. She just demolishes them players. Doesn't do too bad against the top 10 either because she beats pretty much everyone. And I think on the season, Ben, you had the stats there for both of them. It's very tight and very close. I think Eagers was 15-3. and three And is that on the other one? Oh, no. Sure. Before, before when I... what, what for the, Yeah, you did have two. it a second ago. 14 and 4, I believe, uh, Rebecca and, uh, and Eager was 15 and 3. Okay. So, so, yeah, not much in it at all. Yeah. Like two so, top players. Very, very close. And you'll be interested to hear that the odds for this one, when they last played in Australia, it was Rebecca in a, at, uh, at 4.3 and Eager at 1.2. This one, more of the same. Uh, Rebecca in a 3.9, Eager 1.26. So slightly more uh, in favour of Rebecca, but only just, not really, not at all. So that everyone expecting a clean sweep for Eager in this one. I'm interested. I still think it's an interesting matchup, despite how well Eager's playing, but it's going to be tough for Rebecca in this matchup. I feel she's the type of player her head could go down at some point in this when she, it, it's easy to get deflated playing eager. And I feel that it's going to happen in that third set. Yep. Exactly that. So let's move on to the men's and on the men's, we have one semi-final confirmed. That is Medvedev TFO. I called it on my bracket. Exactly. You that. Did. I had Medvedev TFO and I have Medvedev winning on the bracket. I'll let you know what I picked now it might change. And we also have two quarterfinals happening. So one playing right now, Fritz Sinner, which has gone to a third set. And Adkalaz Felix will be on after that. I think it's just amazing matches, really, all of this. I think the whole Indian Wells across the men's and the women's is special this year because we have all of the top players still left in there. I know we didn't get Djokovic. I know we didn't get Nadal, which is, of course, disappointing. But based off what we've, what, what, what we've got, I think this is the most pot, the best potential draw we could have had. Fritz won it last year looking good. Sinner, we know he could if he Dangerous. plays Alcaraz, he's gonna come very close. Probably can beat Alcaraz if anyone can. Alcaraz Felix, that is just a great matchup as well. Doesn't Felix have a favourable head to head? Like someone was saying earlier. Against who? Alcaraz? Yeah. He's never lost. Felix wow. has played Alcaraz three times, beaten him three times. Mad so that. it is just a really exciting tournament. The way it's sort of shaping up, like you didn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really believe that if I didn't, if I didn't tell you right now. No, um, no. So let's just talk about these. It's difficult to talk about the semi-finals for the men's because we don't know what they're all confirmed. But what I'm going to do is just quickly give a prediction, and that is, I think Sinner's going to come through in this third set, and Alcaraz is going to finally beat Felix. So I'm thinking we're going to get a Sinner Alcaraz semi-final. Hope so. Oh, another US Open, please. That's what everybody would love. Back in America, back with those two playing each other. That will be a cracker. I mean, if it's anything like any of Alcaraz's matches last year uh, at Indian Wells, they were epic. Uh, I think everyone would agree with that. The one against Rafa, especially. But obviously, 
came up a crop of the wind, all of that type of stuff. And Fritz, the eventual winner. Fritz still in this tournament as well. He's the reigning champ. He's got the crowd on his side as well. He's got his girlfriend there as always. <laughs> She's in the stands getting more camera time than him as always. But uh, two Americans as well still in it, which should be noted. TFO, good call from you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that surprised. He's um been playing very well. I was gonna bring up some of the players he's beat. I don't know if you've got it. Yeah, I've got it here. I've just got the who they've been both been playing. So here we go. We can go through that. Yeah, uh, so that's the route. one what I really like the look of, and that's Cam Norrie. Beating him in straight sets, everyone was surprised. I think Medvedev spoke about it in his press conference saying how TFO beating Norrie in straight sets. I know I'm going to be in for a match. And TFO is one of them players. This is what Medvedev said. If everything comes together, we know he can beat the top players. He's shown it. He's beaten the Dow. He can beat Djokovic. This is what Medvedev said. So he is not taking this match lightly. This semi-final is going to be tough. TFO was one of the standout players last year. And I was anticipating him to find a bit more form again because I don't think he really lost the form. Maybe just not played as many matches as we'd have liked. But... He's not lost many, and I think he's just been very good when he's played. Okay, you can maybe say some of them at Dallas was a bit disappointing. Australian Open, a tad, but Hatanov, he can do that to players. I just want to be very optimistic about his performances of late, and I think he's going to give Medvedev a really good run for his money because Medvedev, let's talk about him, does not like the courts. We've seen no. all the antics. We saw them against Zverev. We saw him against Avashka as well. Um, a few against Fakina. He hates the court. He complains about them being slow. But one thing I want to say, I respect him so much because he's not someone who just moans and downs tools. He moans and then fights to the next point. So yeah. listen, he doesn't like the surface. It doesn't suit his game. He's not asking to change it. He went in the press conference and was saying, I'm not asking to change it because players like Cam Norrie are absolutely loving it. They wouldn't <laughs> want to change it. If He said if there's 80 players out of the top 90 who want to change it, then I think they should do something about it. But if it's not like that, you shouldn't just change it just to suit me. But no. he's he's Which is fair enough. And obviously it doesn't suit his game, but still he's still managed to get through to this stage. And I thought some of his matches have been really entertaining and he's fighting to, right to the end. He's not giving up on points. He's not down in tools. He's treating the tournament with respect. He's playing well. And I like the charisma we get from Daniel Medvedev. Some people say he whinges too much. He's always moaning. He's making a fuss. It's not a good look for the sport. I would disagree. I find it interesting. I like him as a character. And I think we need more characters like Daniel Medvedev in tennis because he makes it more exciting. And listen, his tennis is one of the best in the world as well. Most definitely. I mean, he brings something different to the tennis court that not a lot of the other players do bring. He brings a bit, of, a bit of controversy. He also brings a really different playing style that nobody else brings as well. And he brings the threat of beating Novak Djokovic, which not many other people on the tour can say they bring that threat because most people will under the pressure of just seeing him down the other end. And if you look at his form, I think it's good for him to play on surfaces like this because we know that he moans about playing on the clay. We know he moans about playing on the slow courts. But the more we see him get deeper in these tournaments, he's becoming a more rounded player. I love it. I feel like we get to see him play like this at Roland Garros and he's like, uh, uh, moaning and I'm in the semi-final. Brilliant. 
do it, Daniel. Let's see you on the clay, moaning your way to the final at Roland Garros. I would love to see that because I've, I've said it before. He's always improving on all surfaces. And I think that we will see Daniel Medvedev deep in a Roland Garros tournament in the next few years. I think if he keeps This him, year. It could happen. He's going to knock out Rafa, Ben. <laughs> all right, let's steady on, steady on. <laughs> but I think he's he's got all the ability to do anything he wants on the tennis court and he can he's always learning and i think just suck it up keep playing your tennis on these slower courts and it'll come he loves a long rally so i don't know why he's moaning about he's the one who embraces long rallies on every other surface so surely this is his bread and butter just harness your inner whatever like we've got king of joss medvedev wins roland garros <laughs> i didn't say win well, is that what ben never said know. let's quote him i'm gonna cut it and put it as a short we need one of those vanch quotes <laughs> <laughs> all right let's That's give our it. prediction for this one because we don't know what the other semi-final is going to be um i've already gone on a whim and said sinner alcaraz what do you think this that other semi-final is going to be i am so torn on that i know that you said we've been so confident with sinner and i felt I feel like because I put Fritz out early in this one to Shelton, I went big and it was a close match. It was three sets. There's something about Fritz there and he's the reigning champ and he's managed to come back from a set down now. He's sort of swaying me and I feel like Fritz might get it done somehow by hook or by crook. I think he's going to get it You're done. You're going to go for? I'm thinking I'm going to have Fritz winning in this third set. Against, and then... Yeah, I think I'm going to go Alcaraz and then we're going to have Alcaraz Fritz. Okay. That's not a bad match. Interesting. So let's give your predi- pre uh, prediction for this semi final. So Medvedev TFO. I believe Medvedev is demolishing the head to head. And the reason I'm saying that is because I heard Must Medvedev be. actually say that. He spoke yeah. about it, but he said they're still not going to write him off. We beat him on he beat him on clay in 2015. That's his only win against Medvedev. But he he doesn't normally even get many sets. I, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's been no. a while and it's a different tier five. So the head to head doesn't mean much. However, I am gonna be going for Daniel Medvedev to win this match in three sets. I think TFO can take a set. He's confident as well. A quote of TFO said when he plays his best tennis, he thinks he's the he feels like he's the best player in the world he said that he's not dropped a set this tournament he thinks if he plays his best tennis someone everyone would struggle against him he hasn't had but neither have really like if you look at their roots nakashima of it's not not easy man that's what i mean over three hours Fakina's playing really well at the moment Fakina, and then nori really difficult i I think Tobio wasn't actually as easy as people probably Mm, think. It is for TF5's level. Kubla and Giron expect him to beat both of those. But yeah, it's going to be super tough. I don't really want to jump on your bandwagon of three as well. Median three, that's mine. It sounds good. I quite like it because he has been dropping. But I'm going to go Median two. I think that he just, TFO just, bottles it a bit and that's the only way that this happens he goes too big tries to hit too hard and then just beats himself Medi lets him beat himself in this one seven five seven five there you go okay. before we wrap this up ben there is one question and i've got and i'm going to answer it as well out of what you've seen from Alcaraz and what you've seen from medvedev 
Who's favourite for the Indian Wells this year? Hmm. And who would you be backing to win it from what you've seen? Because I think you would agree they're the two stand-up players. They were before the draw started. That was my final. I think a lot of people fancied it as well. They are the ones who are have that real star wow power, wow factor. You can make a case for Fritz and Sinner, definitely. But it just feels like they're them two are the two giants left in this Indian world. They're the ones who can trouble the likes of Rafael Nadal and um, Novak Djokovic. I know people are going to get in the comments and say, oh, it was TFO beating <laughs> They are the two big, big dog, big uh, powerhouses. Who do you fancy out of them two? Who's Call me crazy, but I fancy Carlos Alcaraz for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just that... Do you reckon Alcaraz beats him? There's, I've just, I've, there's something in my mind that if he was to get to that final, he would have just defeated Felix, who is somebody who he's never beaten before. And then he would be in such a like, confident mode. I feel that his... Well, he just, enjoys He likes the surface. That's what I mean. His frenetic pace, his desire, that type of thing. I feel it's just this type of tournament for him. I feel that Alcaraz could be... It might do. It might edge him, yeah. I would love to see it. I honestly think that is the final I really... Like, what most people want to see. It is one which I'm going to tune into and not know what's going to happen. If we are to get Alcaraz Medvedev, for me, that is the pinnacle of the men's game right now. Definitely. And they've only played once before as well. And that was at... Of course, Djokovic, Nadal... That's its own sport in itself. But like yeah. right now with who we're left with in this tournament, that was the one we all wanted to see. And I hope we get it. Yeah, they've only played at Wimbledon before. So you don't, we don't really know. And that was in 2021. Yeah. So we don't really know what would happen on these hard courts either. So that was a very fresh Alcaraz on the, on the grass. So... Oh, I'm excited. I, ho- I hope that we get to see that matchup, but best of luck for the, the well, quarter. I think regardless, we have some massive matchups coming up on Game to Love. So please join us. We're going to be covering Alcaraz Felix as soon as the, tier, uh, the Fritz match ends. So please join us for that. And of course, we'll be covering all the other semifinals as well on Game to Love. Let's wrap this one up here. Thank you everyone for joining. Let us know. Who do you agree with in the comment section? What are your predictions for these matches? And of course, if you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you for the matches. Anything to say, Ben? No. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.